Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Hello and welcome to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez with you today. We appreciate you being here as always. You can find the pod all over the place, including Spotify, the WDBO app, and WDBO.com. I'm also on the radio each and every weekday with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Outside of Orlando, just download that WDBO app. You know, one of my favorite things to do on Orlando's Morning News is to hear from you on the open mic, the great WDBO listeners. And for those of you who don't know about the open mic, you have a direct line to us. Just download the app, the WDBO app. And in the app, there's something called the open mic to where you can chime in on any topic you want to chime in on. And we play some of your comments on the air. I'd like to play all of them on the air, but the open mic span the gamut. And at times we get some really funny ones, but oftentimes not so much. There are a lot of ticked off people out there today. A lot of folks were fed up, fed up with government, fed up with the president, fed up with the pandemic, fed up with vaccine mandates, the whole thing. And generally speaking, people are salty today. I hear it on the open mic. Heck, at times I'm salty. Well, Evan Osnos is a veteran reporter for The New Yorker. And several years ago, he sensed that saltiness or that fury, if you will, amongst the American public. And he wrote a book about it. It's called Wildland, The Making of America's Fury. Today, I chat with Evan Osnos about how and why America has gotten to this point. It really is a great premise for a book because we in this country, at one point not too long ago, were not as salty as we are today. And I know you followed the stories of folks in three cities in America to try to find out why we are so divided. Tell us about it. I have to say this is sort of the subject that I think a lot of us talk about at the dinner table in using one word or another. I call it fury. But, Mm. you know, and I think you're right to call it saltiness. I mean, we are just... We feel it, right? I mean, we feel this fracturing. And what what really struck me about it was that it didn't always have to be this way. I'll just give you one remarkable statistic. In 1964, Scott, 77% of Americans said they trusted the government. And over the next 50 years, that collapsed to 18%. So something fundamentally has changed. And not just our relationship to the government, but also to each other. Yeah. And, and it's sheer contempt of our institutions. I mean, that, that, that yeah. and, and that's not to say that our institutions don't deserve our contempt. I mean, you just <laughs> went over the number 77 percent in 1964. Now, 18 percent. America, Americans do feel betrayed by their government, don't they? 
I think on some basic level, it even runs deeper than just the relationship with the government. They, on some level that we sometimes can't even articulate in the daily life, we sense that the opportunities that were available to two generations before have sort of filtered through our fingers. I mean, if you were born in the United States in, 1950, in 1940, you stood a 90% chance of out-earning your parents. A kid born today, Scott, earns, has less than half that chance mm. of out earning their parents. And that's not a simple explanation of just, you know, okay, it's this government agency or it's this piece of our economy. It's a complicated set of issues, but actually they don't look as complicated when you begin to look at them through individual lives. I said, that's what I need to do. I said, I got to get away from the abstractions mm-hmm. and actually start talking to people about how they've experienced the last generation or two, because then I can begin to put it in terms that I can understand and I hope other people can. Yeah, and I think that's interesting that you followed the lives of ordinary Americans and and got their opinions in this book, correct? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. One guy in particular who I'm thinking of named David Efa is a coal miner in uh, West Virginia, not too far from uh, a little town where I used to work my first job in journalism uh, at a little newspaper. And, you know, he has watched as his industry has withered. And for a lot of, look, legitimate reasons, the coal industry is not a part of our future in the way that it was part of our past. But to him, what matters is how it disappears and whether it feels like people are taking advantage of the opportunity. I mean, he, he cited to me statistics on CEO compensation and how much it's gone up. You know, it used to be that your average CEO in America made about 20 times what a frontline worker makes. Today, it's Oh, close to 300 times. And as David said to me at one point, he said, do you know any man who is worth two or 300 times the value of another man? (laughs) He said, I don't. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that's a pretty... That's a pretty precise way of framing the problem. I think. Mm, interesting. And and you see that fury or that saltiness today. I get it every morning on the open mic here on WDBO, Evan. And and especially with the pandemic and the vaccine, there are a lot, yeah. there, there are some folks who don't trust the people who are telling us to get the vaccine, that the vaccine is safe. And I can't say that I blame them. I mean, I, I got vaccinated, but I, I don't blame them because you just went over the numbers. We're talking about 18% actually trust the government right now. And uh, yeah, I, you hit on something important, which is that these things have a cascading effect because, you know, what starts off maybe 30 years ago with us saying, or, you know, 50 years ago with Watergate, where people said, gosh, this has fundamentally changed how I think about trusting government. I see a president in the White House abusing power and so on. And then you see it cascading over time to fill in every part of our lives. So it's not just uh, it's not just how we think about presidential power or how we think about the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Eventually, it becomes everything down to science itself. And I think part of what we have to do sometimes is sort of step back and say, OK, where is my saltiness coming from my politics and where is it coming from frustrations in my in my daily life mm-hmm. and part of what we're what I come to and this is actually pretty encouraging is that there are pretty pretty available ways for us to begin to feel a little bit closer to one another again and none of this is rocket science actually I'll give mm-hmm. you one good example mm-hmm. which is that we know this from history when you put young American GIs American soldiers and Marines, next to people who don't look like them, who come from different places in the country, you know, what I mean, black, white, Latino, everybody in, you know, one bunk next to the next, that people actually begin to feel like they're part of something larger than themselves. And some of those barriers can break down. It's not easy. It's not, you know, I'm not pretending this is a panacea, but service, whether it's military or civilian, 
can have a big impact on a young person. Yeah. It can make them feel as if they're part of a larger community beyond themselves. Sure, sure. How much of our lack of trust in our institutions, Evan, goes back to our lack of trust in the media? I mean, you know, you and I, yeah. we've been in the media quite a while, and we we have seen these changes. We have we have lived these changes, uh, and and quite frankly, we deserve a lot of what we're getting. But but how much of of our fury, our saltiness, has to do with a lack of trust in media today? It's a big piece of it. You're absolutely right to, to, to identify it. I mean, one of the big changes that's happened over our lifetimes is that the nature of the media has fractured into all of these niche products. So you can go online and you can listen to exactly what a person just only wants to listen to. And it confirms one of our, you know, confirms our pre-existing beliefs. Um, and, you know, in some ways, one of the things that's happened is short attention span theater. I mean, we have all got, there's an amazing statistic that the average soundbite on local television used to be 62 seconds and mm. now it's eight seconds. Yeah. So we've just shrunk everything down. And as a result, we kind of skitter from one topic to the next. And that is part of what makes us feel anxious, even if we don't know what the source of it is. It's a great premise for a book. Thanks to Evan Osnos. I look forward to reading it. Wildland, the making of America's fury. That's going to wrap it up for the Inez Says podcast. Today, you can find me on the radio each and every day on Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.